Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, Lord mercy. Anyway. Uh, Hi, Devin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. I feel I'm like fine. this episode's going to go real smooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It started out. It's already. It's just, smooth. it's with it's, all my preparation. It started <laughs> off so well. Look, you were ready for this like three weeks ago. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> and here we are. Yep. <laughs> so, what's new with you, Stacy? Um, well... <laughs> I don't guess a whole lot. I just watched a Magic Mike Last Dance movie. Oh, well, how was that? Well, you know, it's a Magic Mike movie, so couldn't have been bad. One of my, like, defining uh, memories in my, like, journey through sexuality is, like, going to see Magic Mike with you, and I forget who else went with us. It was, there was a couple of us. yeah. And uh, anyway, but we all went to watch it, and I was like, I, there is something wrong with me. I do not. It's <laughs> like, all I want to do is look at the the love interest. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and um, and laugh. But even though the story was, was pretty good from the yeah, first one. Yeah, the first one. one? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the story, how, do, how does the storyline hold up? <laughs> well... I actually did like so there's there's three of them. Uh, uh-huh. The middle one's called Magic Mike's XXL, and that's right. Um, I never saw yeah. that one. Yeah, I didn't care for that one. I thought it was kind of slow. I thought the story was weak. I just didn't. I didn't care for that one. Right. Um, of course, not that you really watch these for the story, but anyway. <laughs> um, well, apparently I do. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> um, but this one. I did like the story, although it's kind of funny because, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with this, what I'm about to talk about, but um, I I, I recently (laughs) also watched another movie with him called, um, oh shoot, what was it called? It's the one with Sandra Bullock. um, Sandra Bullock. (laughs) I am not going to know. No. (laughs) This is Channing. Channing Uh, The Lost City. Yes, and so she's an, in that city. She's a or in that city. Sorry, in that movie, she's an author, and he is her mo- cover model for her romance novels. Okay, um, and so they go and they get into trouble. You know, like an actual adventure. So it's kind of like you know, he's like, "Well, why don't you just do it like you do in your books, or you know, whatever?" So there's yeah. it's just a funny rom com type thing. But there's kind of a love interest between them, and when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Wait." How old is Sandra Bullock? And she's like <laughs> sixty or something. And oh, Ch- Ch- okay. Yeah, Channing Tatum's like forty-three or something. <laughs> and it was just kind of awkward. Not, I mean, she looks great. Don't get me wrong. And there's nothing wrong. Whatever, dating older people or younger people, whatever. But right. it was just like that's weird. Like I just don't know that he would be. I don't know. I don't know if that's the way it works. So anyway, then fast forward to this movie. And now you have Selma Hayek, who's like 57 or something. Um, and yeah, you got Channing Tatum. And I'm like, is he 
at requesting to like does he have a thing for older women is he requesting to be in these movies with these older women i mean maybe maybe yeah maybe (laughs) but uh yeah so but she looks amazing like she looks like i mean she doesn't she doesn't even look like she's had work done or anything she just like her face just looks like i don't i didn't see one wrinkle it was really yeah it was she yeah she looks amazing she drinks a lot of water she probably does drink a lot of water no. Um, but so, given your interest in the first movie, uh, you could skip most of this movie. But you should most definitely uh, Google the Last Dance, which you could just Google. Um, okay. Rain Dance. You should definitely, definitely okay watch that. All right, I, I, I will do that. that one. I will do that and report back. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> But, uh, oh. yeah, that's been the extent of my week. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. Other than um, I did work out uh, five times this week. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. damn. I know. I know. I'm, nice. I'm really proud of it. Um, but there's also, which we should probably maybe do an episode on this, but uh, there's also been some self-sabotaging going on lately with Ooh. just eating all the junk food in sight. I got gotcha. you. it's just like, why do people do this to themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I have so. I have some thoughts. I know. <laughs> I have some yeah. thoughts oh, on that yes. one. Yeah. So For maybe we sure. Do a topic on self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. I do like that, actually. I think that'd make mm-hmm. a really good topic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Cool, cool. What yeah. are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking some Yogi tea. Yay! Um, because Which of d- aforementioned uh, self-sabotage <laughs> includes drinking as well. So Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, this one is the cinnamon and vanilla. It's supposed to be for healthy skin. But it, Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty it'll good. It'll make your skin be flawless like that one. Yes. That you were like just Alma. talking about. Yes, Alma Hyatt. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. Um, but, oh my gosh! Yes. I was really wanting one to like. Well, the only I only have three. I have a detox, a sleepy time, and then this one. And so I really need to get some more yogi teas because they are so good. And uh, I, I still have a bunch of the August teas, but the problem is I always buy the ones with caffeine, and I can't have oh, caffeine yeah. this late at night. Yeah, I usually get a blend of caffeinated and non-caffeinated ones from oh yes from yeah yeah but, i have a couple but yeah i um have switched to half-calf coffee folgers makes a half-calf and it, that's actually good okay <laughs> um, okay and so i've been have, have you noticed any change because i know one of the things that we talked about was you were wondering if the caffeine was causing part of your sleep issues so have you noticed any differences with that um, yeah, but I also think, I don't know which it is, but I switched allergy medicines, and mm. I think that that also played a role in it. Oh, so, okay. I mean, it's probably a little bit of both, but, right. um, yeah. The weird thing is, I, so I don't know if I need to try no caffeine, but I feel like I have a little less energy, uh, but not in a mm. necessarily bad way, but just, you know, more mellow. But yeah. at the same time, I still feel kind of caffeine anxious and so it's like now wait a minute you can't yeah. make me you can't hype me up and then also make me mellow like that doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> how does that even work it's you know i'm a contradiction that's... which will come up in our 
my notes from our article. Okay, okay. I'm excited to see. I know you're really, I know you've been excited to talk about this particular Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, thing for a while. Yes. So um, I am coming to the end of my spring break. So this is the last day. Oh, yes. You had Um, a really great week. It was really fun. Uh, we did we did a lot of things, um, mm-hmm. but the highlight that I just wanted to very briefly talk about before we get into our topic was going to North Dam State Park, and Yay! we got a little tiny um, cabin. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like uh, it was like a, it's basically like a studio apartment except as a cabin, yes. and yep. um, you know, and we we stayed in it and. It was really sweet. And the kids, I was like, I told them, we probably won't have, we definitely won't have internet and we probably won't have signal, which we had signal. But mm-hmm. I was okay. I was like, well, don't bring your, don't bring screens. We're not bringing screens on yeah. this trip. So okay. they, didn't, they didn't bring any screens. They had wow. a TV, but of course the TV had um, <laughs> no channels. An well, it yeah. actually did have a lot of channels. And what was oh. funny, the really hilarious thing was that sometimes the kids would just want to watch TV. And so yeah. they would turn on the TV and they would just watch whatever was on PBS. <laughs> and, oh, okay. um, but like they had to have just like, they're so used to having like passive entertainment in that mm-hmm. manner that they were like willing to watch whatever it was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> they just like chill for a minute. Yeah. It was pretty funny. But we read lots of books and we, I taught them how to play poker. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, Starting them early. Oh, yeah. Well, that was what my papa used to do with me. So oh. it was, um, it was, uh, it was, I felt like I had to pass on the tradition. Right. We, start, yeah. we, we started to try to learn how to quilt, but that we didn't get very far with that. Okay. <laughs> um, but we just, you know, played board games and, uh, they did a lot of art and coloring and, um, and then we did lots of hiking and, we went to the Museum of Appalachia, and it was just like we did. We, it was a lot of fun, and um, and we got to see the old um, uh, civilian conservation mm-hmm. uh, core, okay. um, the camp kitchen place, the like the ruins of the old place that you can hike down to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw those, and that was really cool, and. Um, yeah, and then you can hike from those cabins all the way to CRB. Um, oh, yes. didn't know because <laughs> we did it. <laughs> How far? So we, so James and I, okay, so there, yeah, there is a little bit of a connection here because Norris Dam is where James and I got married and uh, we stayed in that, yay, and we stayed either in that cabin or the one next to it, I can't remember. But anyway, um, so we did that hike to the CCC area once and then we came out at the bottom but crb wasn't there yet so i don't quite have uh an idea of where it comes out i know it was a long walk back to the cabin right um but i don't know where it exactly came out at it comes out um just about probably i I can't i'm not good with with the message with like uh, measurements but Mm -hmm. i would say maybe Tenth, let me. It might have been a quarter of a mile, maybe, okay. um, mm-hmm. from CRB. Uh, okay, but I mean, like, if you get out to the, um, to the, because you get out to the road and then you're walking down the road just a little bit mm-hmm. before you get yeah. there, uh, okay. and you can see it. Like you can, it's, it's oh, close wow. enough okay. to where so you can close. see it, yeah. but it's okay. like 
you know, it's still yeah. a, a small hike. Yeah. It's, it's oh. not like right there, but yeah, it's close okay. enough to where you don't feel like you're going to get run over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, even though at that point Kai was done. And so I had oh, to yeah. carry her on my back. Uh, no. <laughs> because she was like so over it. You know, yeah. Cass, Cass and I probably could have hiked all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, Kai, Kai was done. <laughs> Uh, but it was still, it was still really cool. Prior to that, earlier in the day, we had, um, gone to see the Lenore Museum and the Threshing Barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had noticed there was that, and I think that if we'd followed it all the way up, it would have taken us to the gazebo. I think that was yes. the, the one you were talking about. Yep. Um, but we just followed it along the creek okay, and, yeah. instead. And so mm-hmm. the kids really enjoyed that. They enjoyed, oh, yeah. you know, like you know, going and touching the water and yeah. um, climbing in trees and rocks around the water. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, but I was afraid that the steepness might be too much for Kai. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we have lots of good memories of that Creek there because when we had Argos, um, we went through a phase where every Sunday we went to Norris and hiked and we either did the gazebo trail or the, um, uh, ri- River Bluff Trail, I think is what it was called. Right. And uh, that's on the other side. And uh, Argos would always stop at that creek and lay down and cool off. And you know, just, he loved that creek. So, <laughs> yes, brings back good good Argos memories. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. So, yeah, it was really good. I mean, we did lots of other stuff, like we went to the aquarium and the Smokies and all that stuff. But my highlight for sure was being there and being in an old cabin and, and making – making some fires <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it was nice we had to do that again for sure yeah oh yeah and i am drinking yes, um the uh athletic brewing company's wits peak wit beer so non, oh yeah non-alcoholic okay. nice so, nice that is what i am drinking because I added, so usually I only drink or have a cheat day twice, but I figured this was mm-hmm. spring break. I could have one extra day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did give myself one extra day. Okay. Um, That's fair. But then, uh, you know, but I'm not taking two extra days because I'm being, you know, still trying to stick to my, my original plan. Yeah. I'm um, definitely going back to two, uh, only drinking two days starting next week. Starting yeah. Tomorrow. It's, uh, I really, it makes me feel so much better. Yeah. You know, like, and the fact that I can have like, you know, two days a week and I know that that's there makes Mm -hmm. me feel less like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I'm like, okay, I could get through this because I know that I have something to look forward to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't feel as, um, like I don't feel like I'm really giving anything up. You know, I guess yeah. is the is really what Good. it comes down to. So yeah. Um, so I'm still the only thing I've stopped doing is I'm not um, like counting my water anymore. I'm just drinking okay, yeah. as much water <laughs> as I possibly can. It's just it's tedious just to keep track of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had the big jug, but it was tedious to carry the big jug back and forth. Right. Right. So yeah, I'm just like, annoying. meh. I'll just. Uh, Drink as much water as possible and know that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And so the rest yeah. of it, I'm still sticking to, though. So, yeah. So we'll see. I'm in, I don't even know how many days I'm in, but, um, well, I guess it's the same as Lent. Lent, so. yeah. 
Yeah. Because um, you started it at the same time. Yeah. And I just posted my day. Hold on. Let me see what day am I in. Um, so I'm in 20, 26 days now. Mm-hmm. So Nice. Yeah. Very so nice. that's good. Yeah. That's what I was just ta- telling James on our walk earlier today is I was like, I literally just had a talk about how good I was feeling from yeah. only drinking twice a week. And then and then this week I drink like four or five days. I don't know. Right. And so it was like, why? That's the whole self But then you worked out five times. So That's you know, true. Whatever. You had to counterbalance you it, I guess. Out. Yeah, um, exactly. I did push-ups this week. I was very what? proud of myself. Yeah. Because I was so excited um, about, which I showed you uh, and mm-hmm. everybody in our little chat, uh, about my my muscles that I was getting, yes, from, like you know all the rock climbing, yeah, rock climbing and uh, doing all the aerial st- aerial stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's like I'm building muscle in my upper body, which is I've never done, and so I was like, oh well, I'm gonna I gotta keep this going. And so I don't remember if it was Wednesday okay. or Thursday night. I decided to, I guess it, no, it must have been must have been Wednesday because before we mm-hmm. left, um, no, I guess it was Tuesday. I don't remember. It was sometime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was sometime. Uh, I went ahead and did like all these push-ups to try to like strengthen. <laughs> like I'm not going to lose it. But then yeah. of course I didn't keep up with it. But I did do yeah. push-ups that hey. uh, yeah. some like core work on that day, and I was like, Yay. yeah, nice. And I did 30 push-ups. Ho- holy crap! Yeah, that's <laughs> I a, did that's a... three sets of ten, but mm-hmm. still, yes, yeah. I, I was proud of myself because they were guys. Yeah. Like my form was good. Like I was, you know, yeah. Oh, look at that little Argos. Yeah, I thought maybe we could use that for the um, show art. Yeah. Show art. Yeah. Absolutely, buddy. <laughs> Having a good time in the creek. Of course. It's the best place to be. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I actually have a lot of uh, pictures from the cabin. I have one with me and the dogs on the couch, uh, one of James and the dogs on the bed, one of Argos like, blocking the refrigerator <laughs> so we couldn't get in at the, uh, the, that, those little cabins, you know? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I had more pictures from there than I thought. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, shall we get into our topic? Yep, I think so, because I got a lot to say. I think okay. I, I think I see a note that was like, you can just say hello and then walk away if you want, because I've got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, I don't you know what, that I have that much. But, I, will, yeah. uh, I will let you lead, and then I'll just... Uh, okay. You know, sprinkle in my commentary here and there. Okay. Because I've got some okay. notes, but not very many, so. Okay. Well, that works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll start with a summary of what was uh, a very quick summary of the article. So we read an article called The Hidden Link Between Workaholism and Mental Health by yes. Arthur C. Brooks. And it was posted uh, by the Atlantic, I guess, news article thing, newspaper? I don't know. Web paper? I don't know. <laughs> What are they called these days? Anyway, website. <laughs> um, basically, I think they're the still newspapers, even though they're okay. not papers, papers anymore. anymore. Yeah, news outlets aren't they called like news? I don't know. Okay, anyway, not important. <laughs> um, the summary is um, that originally it was thought that people that work too much developed depression or anxiety, but a more recent study in 2016 actually found the opposite, and that people that have anxiety or depression work a lot as a way to deal with it instead of turning to uh the drugs and alcohol that people normally do i guess or i should say as an alternative to drugs right. and alcohol 
Um, however, working too much can also lead to drugs and alcohol as a way to deal with the stress that you get from working too much. Right. Um, so it's just like a slippery slope. But uh, the article suggest these tips to deal with alcoholism and uh there's three of them so the first one is do a time audit so you can kind of get a realistic picture of how much you're actually working mm-hmm. uh schedule your downtime just like you would your work time and then uh program your leisure so like I guess I was trying to kind of figure out the difference between uh, schedule your downtime and program your leisure. But I think it's kind of like schedule your downtime is just make time for downtime. And then also um, for program your leisure is just, you know, have some stuff ready to go to do that's leisure. Like you would plan work. Like if you have a project, you plan the work. So same thing with leisure, plan some leisure things to do. Okay. Okay. I think that's the way I took it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, trying to figure out the difference between that too when I was looking through it. I was like, eh, yeah. this is just the same thing, but whatever. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think it's maybe the term program that's throwing me off because program is like when, like if you have a, a program for a play, it kind of tells you this, the acts of the play. So to me, it's almost like you're saying outline your leisure, which is the same as to schedule your downtime. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's not important. But anyway, uh, so there, I think there are definitely more extreme cases than myself. Absolutely. But this article definitely hit home for me. Um, okay. Because, okay. Yeah. And I would say, uh, well, okay, I'll just, I'll just kind of go through some points here. So, and I don't know if it's kind of just denial on my part or what, but I actually think that work is or I enjoy work because it's kind of like a different world for me it's it to me it's a place of it's actually a place of comfort and purpose um because I can have relationships and social interaction without going too deep um I think probably back when we did the different personality types uh we realized that I was a person with like a very small circle of trust or small circle of people and so I love talking to people like I I mean, I don't mind, you know, especially those initial getting to know people, but um, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to share stuff. Like, don't ask me, don't ask me anything. I don't want to share things. I just want to do that nice, very surface conversation. That's, that's perfect. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just don't want to get deep. Don't don't get me into deep. (laughs) Yeah. Which is funny for someone that's on a podcast (laughs) that goes out and shares everything with the universe. (laughs) But uh, anyway, um, also... Obviously, there's always something to do, a task to complete. And so I think some people read books or watch a movie to kind of escape. But I go to work, and which is weird because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a great personal life, so I don't think I'm escaping from, like, this horrible personal life. But I think what I'm escaping is the bigger responsibilities that, like, I don't really know how to do or what to do, how to navigate. Like, even things like decorating the house. Like, I'm just like, to me, the house is functional and I don't like, yes, I'd love to have a nicely decorated house, but I don't know how to even begin. So instead, I'm just like, ah, eh, I'll just go to work because I know how to do work. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm also probably using work as a distraction from other things I'm unhappy with, like my freaking eating habits or things that I should really be focusing on. And I'm like, oh, Aww. I'm too busy. I got to go to work, you know? Yeah. So it's like a, so yeah. So anyway, um, but, and at home, I struggle to know what to do. 
And often I end up just watching something or playing video games or scrolling on the internet. And I, and I don't think, I mean, playing video games is fine. That's a hobby. You know, that can be a hobby. But uh, sometimes when you do it, like <laughs> we've been in the habit lately of literally spending all day Saturday playing Call of Duty. I mean, it will be like 10 a.m. Right. to 10 p.m. <laughs> of playing Call of Duty. Yeah, I've not noticed that or anything. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, because Thomas will just now disappear for hours yes, and hours. Exactly. But that, but that's what's funny because we'll get on and we'll be playing. You know, we'll yeah, we'll just do. A, I started wanting to play in the morning because the people, the other people that were on weren't as good, so I felt like I didn't get like murdered instantly. And so, <laughs> fair. Uh, we yeah. So we started playing in the morning, but then so then like Thomas would hop on for a couple hours. We'd be oh, okay. And then, right. like, Chris would jump on. And then, oh, okay, we'll play with Chris for a little bit. And then Patrick will jump on. And then we're like, oh, okay, we'll play with Patrick. And then it all, then everyone else finishes their life and then gets back on in the evening. And then we're like, oh, we'll just play with everybody. And so it was like this thing. Just, we had to limit ourselves and say that we were only allowed to play the video game on Saturday. Because <laughs> Sunday oh, no. we had to do real life things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, and of course, or just scroll on the internet, which I was getting away from. Now I've been getting back on to. Oh, no, to need to get no, no, Yeah, no, I need no. to get away again. But anyway, uh, I find that when I try to do some like big brainstorming sessions to kind of get a personal to-do list going, whether it be chores I want to do or improvements I want to make or goals I want to set, I often, I'll just kind of sit there and then like when I get stuck, I find myself wanting to pick up my phone and distract myself with Instagram or something. You know, it's like my brain is resisting thinking. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's part of it, too, is that when I'm not working, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Um, And I don't and I don't I don't I don't know if it's a chicken and the egg things. I don't know that I I don't know. I'll well, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, okay, okay. uh, So in the article, they make the comment that people worked more during the pandemic to deal with depression uh, of being in the quarantine. Uh, But I, from my perspective, I actually disagree. I know people's work was affected differently. um, And mine was completely disrupted by supply chain issues. And so on my side, my work got really, there was a constant urgency of reacting. And um, also, so I worked more because, um, you know, obviously we had to lay some people off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we had to lay some people off for, you know, because of the uh, cost. Um, well, you know, because people weren't spending as much money. And then right. also there was just a lot of work to do because um, because of the uh, urgent or the uh, emergencies that were happening. And then also working from home did it a little bit because there's no commute to force you to take that break. So. Right. In the office, at some point, you have to leave to go to dinner or sleep and <laughs> to do something with your family. But if you're at <laughs> home, it's just like, oh, you can just kind of eat at your desk and keep going or whatever. And so right. Um, I don't really think it was depression, but uh, that was just a lot to do. But, yeah. um, but another thing is that I thought was really funny. Uh, well, I guess a funny way of looking at it is it's, the article said, when it comes to work, people reward you for addictive behavior. Yes. No yeah, because no one says, wow, an entire bottle of gin in one night? Yep, You're an outstanding yep. drinker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. but I, I, you, I highlighted that too. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but if you work 16 hours a day, you'll probably get a promotion. And yep. it is 100% true. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, I, I highlighted that as well because I remembered, yeah. you know, back because I this resonated with me a lot, too, um, because whenever I was working at my corporate job, this was very much mm-hmm. what I would run into mm-hmm. um, where I would, you know, avoid, you know, more difficult problems or dealing with other things or, yeah. um, you know, the the struggles of parenting or whatever by you know what I can do this because this is where I'm just going to focus on this um and and whenever I would do that you know I would you know work all day get Mm -hmm. the kids to bed and then hop back on and you know do emails until you know after midnight like people would be like oh wow yeah Devin's such a hard worker blah 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 blah. I was like "Mm -hmm." yeah yeah but really you should not (laughs) no it's not how anybody should be spending their time no um and yeah so i i completely get that because you do you get and the sad thing is that what happens in the cultures that promote that you know is that um people who do that end up being the ones who get promoted and they're the ones who you know and it creates everyone feels like that's the expectation to the point where if you're no longer overproducing then obviously you're if you're just giving a hundred percent to your job then you're not giving enough right right um and it's it's messed up it's really messed up the way that that has and what i think is really interesting from my perspective and the people that I used to work with mm-hmm. um, is that what I noticed are that people who seem to thrive in these types of environments mm-hmm. are people who do have that kind of addictive personality. Yeah, right? <laughs> and uh, it's like, hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Because I, uh, whenever I left my last corporate job, it was a mm-hmm. really hard thing to do. Like, I tried to leave that job for, like, five years. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I never could possibly, never was able to finally make the break until I did. And it was, looking back on it, there were other people who were in the same situation. And it was like, mm-hmm. why do we all, like, have this weird codependent relationship with this company? Right. That's yeah. not a good <laughs> But no. part of that is, like, codependency and addiction go hand in hand. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so if you're, if you find yourself feeling like that um then maybe maybe you have a problem (laughs) yes yeah yeah and i have more to say about that but you continue and then i'll i'll pop in with with some other stuff too okay um well and also just kind of to tag along to what you just said about the different that 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 personality leads to the people getting promoted is yeah just as like the higher up i go and i look at my peers i see that too in them and and like and mm-hmm. I guess at this point, it's kind of, it's almost sad sometimes because yeah. you can see people missing out on their life and they don't see it. They right. see it as, oh, I need to get this thing done. But I see it as, oh, your kid had this event and you didn't make it because you had to finish that project. Like you, right. you just right. told us that, you know? Yeah. Um so with that being said, I try uh, to be very aware of boundaries. I think that's part of what's helped me not get too extreme with it, mm-hmm. um, is that I do try to be very aware. Sometimes it takes a while to get it right, but I often, st- I uh, throughout the process, I often step back and assess to make sure that I'm not going too far. And from very early on in my career, 
and slash relationship, James did a really good job of pointing out when my behavior was becoming unhealthy. Yes. Um, Like if I would start canceling plans repeatedly or uh, if I was constantly late to something, like if he'd meet me for lunch, there was one time I think that I was 30 minutes late to meeting him for lunch because it was like, well, I couldn't, I couldn't go. I had to, you know, whatever. Right. And so, um, you know, I, he's 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 uh, been very open about that when that happens. And then also, uh, when I first started working a lot, one of the I used to run with Matt recently or uh, weekly. Yeah, I uh, know we haven't talked about him a long time, but he was my uh, running buddy in Knoxville. And one of the first questions that Matt asked me during our run was like, "Is it getting in the way of you and James?" And I was like, "Cause I, I was complaining about how much I was working." <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and, right. Um, and at first I was confused about how the question related. I was like, what does he mean? It's, is it getting in the way of me and James? And then I quickly realized how it could impact my marriage. Because if I'm never there, if I'm not present for my marriage, right. well, then, yeah, it wouldn't work. Um, so I, since then, I have always kept that in mind. Yes. And um, also, I definitely work with some people that self-admit that they are divorced due to working too much. Um, yeah. I've, I actually had some about two conversations recently where people were like, yeah, failed marriage, blah, blah, blah. Work, oh, my blah, gosh. Blah, blah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah. Um, I think what helps me balance things is that I keep work in check, but I also don't have as much domestic chores to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, the normal people, since we don't have kids and all that kind of stuff. Right. But right. Um, I prioritize, I definitely prioritize work and leisure over chores and um, errands, and they end up taking a back seat. Like, I'll be like, oh, I just need to drop this by UPS. And it'll be like two, three weeks before I take something. And it's not always because I'm working so much. Sometimes it's because I'm playing Call of Duty all day on Saturday. Right, exactly. Uh, that, <laughs> that I didn't take the thing. So... I do have a little bit of a balance between work and leisure. It's just that something has to suffer, and that is, like, chores and errands. Um, Right. Which is, I don't know if I've actually talked about this on the show yet, but um, it's the nice thing about James recently quitting his job, and I negotiated that he would take over the chores uh, (laughs) while he's not making money for the house. And um, so... He actually is going to, that's a later topic also. Uh, he said he'd like to come on. And okay, excellent, you and him, yes. Yeah, you and him can talk about yes. uh, shifting careers. But anyway, so I think that's going to be great for both me and us because he can do the chores, uh, like if running to the UPS store or whatever, he can do those during the week when I'm working. And then on the weekend, we can actually have together time and stuff like that and or, or do fun things. We don't have to do like responsibility type things. Right, you know? right, exactly, exactly. Um. So, okay, so it mentioned the drugs and alcohol situation, and I don't think I have a problem with alcohol, but I definitely realize that sometimes I drink to deal with the stress of work, which is not right, good. Right, right. Um, so now I try to at least eat dinner before I drink. Like, I used to just come in the door and get a drink. Yeah. And um, now I've said, okay, let me just eat dinner first, and then I can have a drink if I still want it. Right. And... um. It's funny because I would say I've, I've been doing this for maybe a month, maybe two months now. And uh, almost I would say about 90% of the time, I end up deciding not to have the drink when I do that. Because I, I get home and I kind of relax for a minute. And then I'm like, ah, I, nah, I don't even feel like drinking. Right. Um, so I think that's interesting that it's just that initial coming in and being like, ugh. And right. that, you know, makes you want the drink. <laughs> yes. Well, what I found, too, I think related to that is that, 
since I'm not drinking, if I come home and I'm like, Ugh, I can like, I can find something else and it will have the same effect, like as a placebo effect, you know, like, oh, I can, yeah, yeah, I can drink a kombucha or, yeah. you know, a fake beer or, uh, or a cream soda. <laughs> yes, it'll be the same thing. Like, it does yeah. not matter. Just kind um, of having a fun drink, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, obviously, <laughs> I have just been re- relying on this a little bit too heavily. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I think people that are true workaholics, they, like, basically put work before all else. And so I definitely still value travel and vacation over work. Um, one thing that would make me stop working is if I could no longer travel for some reason. Right. Uh, Cause I've always said I, I work so that I can fund my travel addiction. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so even though yeah. we did point out that you did not travel as much as, you know, for a while, the, the places that you liked to go and travel. That's true. Like you always had major huge trips. And then, yes. like, you weren't able to do that. Yeah, because, uh, but part of that is also because after we lost um, Argos, uh, Major can't be boarded or it's not healthy for him to be boarded oh, by himself. Yeah. And so I can't really fly. We can't do any trips where we can't take the dog. So that's why we bought the RV, is so that we can hopefully have a few more years of traveling with him and stuff like that. And then, but, I mean, that being said, I live here because of my job. So if it wasn't for my job, I could move back home and my mom would very happily dog sit while I was on, you know, a trip. So, you know, <laughs> right, I guess it does right, kind right. of relate back to work. But, um, yes. okay. But still. So, yeah. Uh, okay, Sorry so outside. It did the, it did the oh. weird thing again, but I was just, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> oh, a little bit of a delay. I've been having trouble with the, my internet a little bit. James needs to, uh, he's going to try to work on it. James! <laughs> he said when I get home, he's going to be in a uh, French maid outfit for me. <laughs> oh, heck yes. Oh, no. I'm excited. Nice. It starts tomorrow, by the way. So Or Monday, sorry. Perfect. This will post on Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, it starts on Monday. We need pictures but. of the French maid Maybe. Okay. That's what, I, okay. that's what I'm needing. <laughs> yep. All right. I'll send it over. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. Okay. So outside of travel, I struggle to find things to do outside of work. I kind of mentioned that earlier. And mm-hmm. so um, I know we've talked about my problem with identifying hobbies in the past. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just really enjoy planning and organizing and work kind of feeds into that. So often work is like a hobby for me almost Um, because it's also I'm in a position where I do a lot of problem solving so it's planning organizing and problem solving like that sounds amazing that sounds like a good time to me (laughs) right 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 so um a few weekends ago I technically worked for six hours but I spent it redesigning my task and organization system and so it was a lot of fun I know James and I both Uh. we were like he, he was doing, he was, I think, kind of brainstorming his new uh, work idea. And so we were like running back and forth to each other, being like, oh, look at this. Look at this new idea with my calendar, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's like, we're nerds. Oh um, my gosh, you guys are such dorks, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the other side, work also kind of prevents me from exploring other hobbies because um, 
if I do think I might be interested in something like sewing, um, uh-huh, I don't do uh-huh. it because I'm worried that I'll start it and then work will get in the way somehow, like some project mm. will come up or something and I won't be able to actually finish the project. Um, but then I, I, I fully realize that that's an unhealthy statement. Uh, right. But uh, let's not forget that work was pretty unhealthy for me for most of 2022, so much so that I took a break from weekly bed time. Um so I'm still, I think right, I have it under right. control now, but I'm still working on being more confident about the free time. Um, so I do have some yeah. hobbies. Let's not forget that running, weekly buddy time, and video games still count as hobbies, okay? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you worked out five times last week. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm just, I'm just going to keep bringing that up. Because <laughs> Please, it's amazing. Oh, that's, yeah. I don't mind. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so, okay, so now the, the, I think the sad but honest truth is that if I couldn't work, I think I would be totally lost um, because sometimes Aww. even if I take like several days off from work, not like a vacation, but like if I do a staycation, then by the yeah. end, I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do. But, yeah. um, and I don't mean if I just lost my job because I'm not that worried about that because I would kind of just see that as an opportunity to explore a new career, uh, something with animals. Right. Um, <laughs> yes, but, yes, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, if I couldn't get a job, like, if just you know, like if I was job hunting and couldn't get a job, I think I would be deeply depressed until I found a purpose um, because, uh, which yeah. is interesting because part of the reason I work so much is because I'm trying to retire early. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, those are contradictory. Um, yeah, but my plan, is funny. yeah, my plan after I retire is to travel and I still actually want to get a part-time job of somewhere of interest. Like I would probably go work at like a doggy daycare or something. Um, yeah. because another funny thing is I do, I've spent all this time at work and I have zero interest in my field of work, like zero. And so <laughs> again, I like the task management data analytics of it, but I don't, I could care less about the actual industry that I'm in. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I hear you there. Yeah. That's how we're, that's where I was. That's where I was. Yes. Yeah. I decided to leave. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I I do understand though. You were talking about the fact that it gave you purpose and I did. It's interesting because for you, I mean, I don't know, and we can talk a little bit more about this too, but for mm-hmm. me, one of the things that I had a really hard time with whenever I left my job and mm-hmm. started a whole new career was mm-hmm. the fact that at my old job, I was like, I had done it forever. I was mm-hmm. like the person, the go-to person for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew everything. I knew how to do everything. I was very competent at what I did. I could mm-hmm. do it in my sleep. Like it was super... There was nothing really challenging about the job other than, um, you know, there there would be things I would have to troubleshoot or fix or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just so much of it because I was basically doing, you know, the job of like two people who would left yeah. um, as one person. And it was just, Oof. it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... Um, but the thing that I did like about it was the fact that I was the person. I could fix things. I knew how to yeah. fix things. I could figure things out. Um, I was really competent at it. And I that really, that really boosted my self-esteem and made me feel mm-hmm. like the fact that people could come and rely on me or yeah. the fact that I had a place in this, you know, 
corporation and the fact yeah. that people needed me like mm-hmm. made me feel very capable and good and like confident in my in enabled my ability to do stuff and then when I went to a place that I had no idea what I was doing like that was one of the major struggles for me was the fact that I no longer had that to prop me up whenever things you know went wrong Mm -hmm. because like if I had a bad day um parenting and then I went to school and had a you know bad day teaching and Mm -hmm. then I would, um, you know, I would have, like, I would used to be able to have this thing I could fall back on and be like, but I know how to do this, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and uh, and I didn't have that anymore. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just terrible, you know? So it's really, mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to, like, rewrite my, um, my, my inner critic, I guess, mm-hmm. to, to where I would not <laughs> just beat myself up because... Uh, yeah. I was no longer competent. It's something, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. again, it, that should not be the defining thing about my self-worth, right? Like, no, the thing that makes me a worthwhile human being should not be whether or not I can make a billionaire more money. Like, that right. should not be <laughs> the thing that, right. you know, mm-hmm. but it was. Um, and I think that was the other piece for me as to why I kept being such a workaholic in that position because I felt like I could do it well. And the more that I did it well and the more accolades I got for doing it well, then, you know, I was like, yes, look at me. I'm actually worthwhile. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it it was something you could control. Right. uh, Yeah. And uh, obviously, yeah, it gave you worth. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, okay, so kind of in summary, my last kind of thoughts is, yeah. so after reading this, uh, do I think I have anxiety or depression? Probably, at least sometimes, <laughs> uh, which is interesting in contrast to my optimism. Right, uh, right. Which is another, which is really the contradiction that I was talking about earlier, because um, it's probably a different uh, weekly time topic, but I tend to look at things with optimism, right. but I struggle to find motivation uh, which I think is linked to depression. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. And so uh, so can you be depressed and optimistic at the same time? Yes. I, apparently. <laughs> yes, you uh, can. <laughs> yes, I am a living example. And uh, so then the other question would be, do I plan to do anything differently after reading this? And I would say not really. <laughs> um, outside <laughs> well, at least you're of, honest about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, outside of continuing to work on my boundaries, which is something that I, you know, I constantly look at with work, but, um, I am, I do want to try to start an actual hobby like sewing or maybe build that little model greenhouse that we talked about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) but I need to set up a hobby space, uh, and like the article said, schedule time for it. So that'll be kind of my goal from here is schedule time. Well, program, hobby, program. Your program. Leisure. I need to. Yes, I need program to program your leisure. leisure. <laughs> program your leisure. That is what I need to do. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, there is something to be said for that, though, because if you don't make the time for it, I mean, it's the same with your working out, right? Like, if you don't yeah. schedule it, it doesn't happen. Um, yeah. And you know, and that's even even with the things that I have done. Um, 
like that's the thing I've noticed is like I get a good workout from my aerial silks because uh, I have to go to class every Monday, you know. Right. Yeah. Like I got to be there. And then, you know, every maybe once a month, then I schedule some time to go rock climbing. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, but you have to schedule the time and say, yes, I'm going to be there. And I also have the added thing. um, I have a a friend, uh, Justine, who um, also rock climbs. And so mm-hmm. what I'll usually do is try to see if if she'll meet me there. And mm-hmm. it's like not not that we can like do a whole lot of hanging out or whatever, but right. there's just something about like if I've promised somebody that I'm going to be there, that I'm much more likely to actually yes. be there. Yeah. Or I promise the kids and I'm like, hey, you guys want to go rock climbing? And if I promise them and they are yeah. excited about it, then I'm going to take them, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's a lot to be said about that accountability piece too which is why mm-hmm. weekly buddy time is so important <laughs> yeah exactly and that's why we used to do the yoga we'd have weekly yoga and it's like, yes. not like we can talk during yoga but we would exactly. show up because we said we would and we would do yoga and, then, exactly. and then leave <laughs> <laughs> but it was still fun yes it was and i think i've mentioned this on the on the podcast this is a little bit of a tangent um but no there's not, us. <laughs> not me not ever no. um but there is also something about like doing activities with people where you are both or all moving your bodies mm-hmm. together uh mm-hmm. that does a lot for for bonding for yeah. allowing you to like feel closer to someone mm-hmm. so you know there's also oh actually you know this is kind of funny since i just watched that magic mike movie oh yeah the whole thing, uh, there's this narrator across the movie that, you know, kind of uh, at the beginning and middle, different parts, you know, gives okay. this little blurb. But the whole arc that the narrator is talking about is dancing within society and how important how important it is and how oh, wow. um, it was a way for um, people to, to kind of, or like, so, like uh, people to socialize without really uh, knowing each other. Like the, it said, like some people would actually dance before they even were able to speak to each other and that gave them you get a real sense of a person uh from dancing with them and you get a connection um and also um that dancing doesn't care about status or money or anything like that that you know if people were just out on the dance floor and you're just dancing like you don't you know and that it just works it doesn't matter what what status you are so oh, that's, that's kind of funny. It kind of ties it, <laughs> it all ties it back to Magic Mike. <laughs> Ding, yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, who would have thought? Oh, that is that is. See, there we go. And we yep. thought we didn't have a thesis statement for this episode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Our thesis statement is Magic Mike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like it. Uh, on that note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. I think uh, that's all I had to say about it. Did you have anything additional to add to your? No, I made right. it through all of my notes. Yay! <laughs> yeah, and in a respectable amount of time. I, th- I thought awesome. I was going to go over. No, nope. we did a good. We we brought it, we rolled it in. We kept it uh, neat and tight. And <laughs> yep, that's right. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, with that, I'm going to let you go back to the rest of your Sunday. And, okay. Uh, yeah. We'll talk again next week. Okay. Sounds good. It's a date. It's a date. (laughs) It's a date. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoots, hoots, hoots.
Hoot, 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 hoot